It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you would, turn to the book of Romans in chapter 3. We are moving on, but carrying a different thought to you this week um, from where we have been, but yet still somewhat in the same passage. Uh, Romans chapter 9 and verse number, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 3 and verse number 9 is where we will begin reading this morning. The Bible says, What then are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is an unrighteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre, with their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatsoever or what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and that all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. We're going to stop our reading there for the purposes I believe that God has for us this week, and we may be able to go on a little bit farther by the end of the week, I'm not sure. But I want to maybe somewhat review what what we've said thus far in the past two or three weeks here while we've been dealing with Romans chapter 1 through chapter 3. Now, there's three groups that we see brought up. We see the, if you want to keep to some sort of alliteration, you can see the heathen, those that know they have truth about God, a very general truth, not necessarily the truth of salvation, but yet they choose that they don't want God to be reigning over them, and they reject God, they want their own uh, ways they don't want any knowledge of God, and so God therefore um, rejects them in turn, and we see that in chapter 1. Then you move to chapter 2 in the very first part, and you see what we could call the hypocrite, or the moral man, and that's the one that looks at this other group, the heathen, and sees them rejecting God and judges them based on what they do, and says pretty much that they deserve that judgment of God that they're going to receive, but then they make an excuse for themselves. Then you move on to the second half of chapter 2, and you'll find the third group, and that's the Jew, or the Hebrew, if you want to keep to the alliteration. These are God's chosen people. These are the ones that have God's law. You see, every, every one of these groups, they have gotten some form of truth. The, the heathen 
has truth of God. They have a knowledge of God. And you see that as they reject that knowledge of God, God will in turn step away farther from them or reject them or let them go farther and deeper into sin. Then you get into chapter 2. You find that hypocrite or that moral man has some sort of uh, truth by his conscience. And conscience isn't anything that we can truly live righteously by. But there is a form of the law that's found in God's word, found in our conscience. We know it's wrong to steal. We know it's wrong to lie. We know it's wrong to kill. Nobody's got to tell us these things. We just know it. What is that? That is conscience. So there's the truth of conscience, and they will be judged accordingly. And, and just for the record, they won't measure up even to their own conscience. There's no telling how many times a person sins against his own conscience in his lifetime. And so even when they're judged by their own conscience, by somewhat of a law in themselves, they still will be found guilty before God. Then you find these Jews. They had the knowledge of God. They had the truth of God's word. In fact, I'm going to turn back and just read it to you here for a second. It says in... See her beginning in verse number 17. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, and makest thy boast of God, and knowest his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. They had God's written word that they could live their lives by. They had everything that they needed to understand the truth everything that they needed to point them in the direction of Christ. He goes on, he says, And art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which hast the form of knowledge and of truth in the law. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest, the, teachest thou not thyself, thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you. As it is written, For circumcision verily profiteth, if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, Thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not this uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision dost transgress the law? For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of man, but of God. So here are these Jews, and Paul is telling them, you know, just because they are Jews by name, just because they're keeping a part of the law, does not in any way, shape, or form make them any better off than either of the three groups. As you begin to study through, you find out, all three groups have truth. All three groups have sin. All three groups will still be judged for that sin. 
And in fact, that knowledge gives a greater responsibility to how they'll be judged. But still, they're going to be judged. With that thought in mind, I want to share this thought with you for this week. I want to look at some problems for the sinner. Problems for the sinner. You see, there are going to be some problems, some difficulties, some things or hindrances in your way before you come to God that you're going to have to learn to deal with. And I believe these are some of the biggest issues, especially in our area, that sinners have to face if they're ever going to come to the knowledge of the truth that God would have them come to. Number one, I believe that the sinner, if they're ever going to be able to come to God, they're going to have to overcome their own pride. In our text verse, Romans chapter 3 and verse number 9, what did it say? Paul speaking to these Jews says this, What then are we better than they? As I was reading last week, that particular phrase jumped off the page at me. And I began to think for myself as a preacher's kid, as a missionary kid, having grown up in church all my life, how much of a problem that has been for me personally. I believe every person has to deal with this at on some level anyway. But especially those that have grown up with some sort of religious background or church background, I, I hate to break this to us. I hate to be this forward, really, but it, it's necessary if we're going to understand the point here. Here's these Jews, knowing they are God's chosen people, knowing that they have God's law, no one else does, they have an advantage over the rest of the world. They have an advantage, much so because of the word of God. Notice what he says in the beginning of cha the chapter. What advantage then hath the, hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? He says, much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God, or that is, the words of God. We find that they will be judged by the words of God. So they have an advantage because they know what God is really truly requiring. They have a map of do this, don't do this. God likes this, God doesn't like that. And they could try to live their lives by that law. And they made their boast in it. But that nobody has ever been able to live that law unto perfection. So they will be judged by that same law. But yet, in their minds, they thought they were better than the Gentile. So much so, Gentiles really, in many ways, were an abomination to the Israelites. They looked and viewed and thought of themselves as better, and they wouldn't hesitate to share it to the rest of the world. But you know, there's several... I really shouldn't even say several. There's a great majority, I would say, of people today that have some sort of church background will probably never, ever be able to see themselves as a sinner because of this very issue. They look at somebody else. They look at the drunk on the street. 
They look at the druggie. They look at the homeless maybe that they see have done this lifestyle of sin. And they say, you know what? I am better than they are. I've not fallen to such depths of sin. Therefore, God's going to judge me less severely than they are. They deserve it. They've been out in the world. They've been out doing these crazy wild things. They deserve the judgment they're going to get. But for some reason, we give ourselves an excuse. We truly think that we are better for some reason. But may I remind you that God is not going to be judging us based just on our actions, solely on our actions, but rather God judges us based on the sin nature on the inside of us. That seed of sin must be dealt with. But some of us cannot wrap our heads around that idea, that fact. We cannot and will not, are not willing to see ourselves as worse or just the same, as equal to that drunk on the street. But listen, my friend, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And I don't mean this to be offensive at all, but it will be taken as offensive to some. We are no better than they are. When we stand before God, we will be judged the same as they will be judged, and we will be all convinced of sin, the same as they will be convinced of sin. God looks at your sin nature and sees that capability to sin, sees that it we sin because we are sinners. Some of us maybe haven't went to the same depths as other people have, but if left to ourselves, we would, and we would want it. That's the sin nature on the inside of us. And you're going to be judged for that sin nature. There, Paul says, what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. What's it matter if I sin something small or sin something big? Because the wages of all sin is death. The number one problem that the sinner will have to face if they ever want to get help from God is this thing of they will have to overcome their own pride. Thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.